Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at OneCause, OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making every day count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And yet... Really, the great advice that we get from small and medium-sized nonprofits are for those who are running small and medium-sized nonprofits. I have a wonderful uh, pair of guests for you today, which are rare occasions here on the show, uh, but we're going to do it today. It's going to be great. Alexa and Brett, they are co-founders of Backpacks for Life. Hey, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks so much for having us. We're excited to get into it. I love it. All right. Well, let's get into it right away because before we start, there's probably people who are uh, finding us on YouTube or uh, they're finding us on whatever Alexa channel that they find of Beam in or iTunes, for example, but they don't know much about the organization itself. So could we start with a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do and why we're talking today? Yeah, so we're the co-founders of Backpacks for Life. We are based in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, coming up on our eight-year anniversary, which is crazy to believe, but it all started off a whim, um, off a GoFundMe campaign, and here we are eight years later as a full-fledged nonprofit that has served the homeless and at-risk veteran community uh, in 26 states. So we'd like to say small but mighty, uh, and I'll let Brett share a little bit of how we got to where we are. Yeah, so... 
I was in the Marines for six years. And upon my return from my deployment to Afghanistan, I had a really difficult time integrating back into society and really just luck in Alexa and my family friends being there and helping me guide or guide me through these various resources and through the VA system. It was, it was a lot. And I really feel like veterans shouldn't have luck to get the help they deserve. And so Lex and I were like, you know what, we, we really started to get a good grasp on what was out there. So we started to just really help other veterans. And, and we did that by giving them a backpack with supplies, toiletries, and resources. And if they needed additional help, we'll coach them through the various resources. That's a, It's the most complicated, convoluted system to get stuff that you think every veteran and every like should have available. And yet it is, it is every, you call 500 different places. So being a navigator for this is really interesting. What was the whim? What was the backpack full of things? What was that moment where you're like, okay, now we're on to something. Alexa, how did you get that? So I was going to a doctor's appointment. I was put on medical hold when I got back from my deployment. I saw a gentleman with a sign, homeless vet, please help me out. So I went back to my motel, got a backpack, filled it up with warm layers that I used in Afghanistan, gave it to the gentleman. That was really it. Three days later, saw him again. He was a little boy. So I pulled over to the side of the road. And before I could get a word out, the little boy said, thank you so much for the backpack. I no longer have to go to school, carry my books in my hands. And the dad said, thank you so much for the warm, warm layers. They may keep my, my wife and I warm at the shelter. And at that point, again, I was I thought I was this weak-minded Marine that just really couldn't handle it. And to see that other veterans were suffering, it really opened my eyes that this isn't just about me. This is this is a bigger issue. Yeah, so it, it all started with that one backpack. And here we are today. We're hopefully coming up on distributing our 10,000th backpack uh, in 2022, which is mind-boggling in itself. But it all started off that idea. And you know, being entrepreneurs, Brett gave me a call and just said, hey, I've got this concept. What if we used backpacks as the vehicle to reach veterans? And they're so familiar with it. And backpacks are a sense of home and your mobile home when you're overseas. So if they're maybe homeless or down and out or in transition back here in the States when they're in civilian life, maybe that backpack could be that first step to really give them critical tools and essentials, but really give them the hope for long term. Eight years, 10,000 backpacks, 26 states. Uh, running a nonprofit is not very easy. And it's very difficult sometimes. It's not all sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice cream. We all get that. But is there a story? And that's, I can't be the first one. It cannot be the one you just told. But is there a story that you tell yourself or you remind yourself on like, oh, this is what we do and this is why we do it when the going gets tough and you're like, ugh. I don't want a nonprofit today, but what's the one story that you go back to all the time? You're like, this is, this is why we, this is why we get up in the morning. This is what we do. So just a quick background. I have a full-time job. I work on the docks. So this nonprofit is my second full-time job. Um, so, you know, I always encourage people to not just jump into it, you know, make sure you're stable before you get right into it. But anyways, um, this veteran that I've been working with, and I just really just came to the forefront of my mind because he called me today just to mm -hmm. check in. But this veteran, um, 25 years, hasn't had housing. He's just been couch surfing, homelessness, panhandling. And a couple of months ago, we were able to finally get him into housing and work with him, help him with his expungement process. Um, of a you know crime that happened 30 plus years ago, and really hasn't been able to get a job or housing because of that ex that um, 
that uh, felony he has. So we're able to help with expungement until then get him housing and just him to call me and like, like was starstruck that this is his own room. He goes, wow, this is my own room, my own stuff. Like I haven't, I haven't had this in 25 plus years. Like I don't, I haven't seen somebody be nice to me or even acknowledge that I was a human in so long. And that right there, I was like, I mean, this is a person who literally would have given their life for this country and for us and has finally been able to get a roof over his head for 25 years. So those are just a beautiful stories. We, you know, love working with these veterans and it's honestly my holistic medication. I mean, I do this because I love to help people out. It gives me my purpose and it's a lot better than the medication the VA gave me. You know, part of this, this cannot come with, uh, without challenges. Uh, I think to, to manage, first of all, the expectations, you know, your processing coming back as well on top of you sort of you know, talking with veterans and, and, and other individuals as well. It's got to be a boatload of challenges either to get stuff, distribute it or, or work. Because again, you've got another full-time job as well. What's the biggest challenge you guys have faced so far and how have you overcome it or are still trying to overcome that? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think back to our early days and we we're very much a grassroots effort going door to door to anyone that had a veteran-owned sign in their business, any church, any school that would let us in. And we'd bang down the doors and request toiletries and supplies to fill our backpacks. And we did that for a lot of years and it was so much effort. Like we call it the nonprofit hustle. I mean, we were working nights, weekends, you know, then we finally maxed out our garages and, you know, his parents said, Hey, you got to get storage units. We're kicking you out. And, and when we started growing and, and we're a team of two that founded the organization and we have a great board and great volunteers, but there is nobody on the payroll here. So it's a super lean team. And at the end of the day, what we've struggled with the most has kind of happened in the last two to three years where we're in this scale mode and we're like, how can we streamline our operations so that we're operating the most efficiently? We've had so many lessons learned where we're like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And so many just little operational measures. And we feel like this nonprofit is our baby. And it's something we've had a hard time letting other people come in and hiring a consultant to help us with our marketing because we can't even keep up with social media because we're too busy doing the work, you know, things like that. So that's been the biggest challenge is letting go of the reins and letting experts come in and say, Hey, we can help you streamline and get yourselves in a better position so that you can operate the most effectively for the people you serve. So another big thing for us in the last year, which was immensely helpful, like Brett said, diversifying funding. Um, we were fortunate to receive a grant from Bob Evans Farms, which is enabling us to even further streamline our operations. We're uh, actually getting a van for the organization. So we're going to be able to get backpacks, fill the van so much more quickly and reach veterans at those times, which are off hours, weekends, and when they really need someone. So it's making a huge impact for us. Yeah, the Bob Evans Heroes to CEOs grant has been phenomenal. They focus on not just veteran nonprofits, but veteran businesses, giving them this, this funding and capital to help invest the, into their company. So it's just been phenomenal and we really appreciate it. Uh, amazing. I think what you just said, two things. The nonprofit hustle, I think everybody listening who's in, who works in nonprofit nodded, like they went headbanging mode of nodding because they're like, yeah, we get that. And the other thing is it's your baby and a lot of founders who have this thing, like, I don't know what it's going to be if I don't have my fingers in everything else. Like that is, it's such a, um, 
a self-aware statement to make. I think a lot of nonprofits and not a lot, uh, a lot of nonprofits uh, leaders struggle with that as well. So that is such a wonderful thing to hear as uh, you know, as you kind of grow through this process. It's great. I also love that it's been eight years. And so I think don't people don't give themselves enough credit for how long it takes to sort of develop and grow into these processes. They want things to happen in three months or less. You got time. You got time. You're making an impact. It's going to be amazing. And I think throughout that time, you've probably learned a thing or two or a tip or a trick that you can give another nonprofit leader who's either started something, founded something, who's in the middle of their own hustle or their own sort of founders sort of dilemma they're in. Could you give a tip or a trick to a nonprofit leader who's listening today? I have two because they're both. I was going to say, I think we have a whole book. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I have two main ones. Honestly, I have a list of a thousand. But the two, two are like, one's very simple. Start small. You make small mistakes. Like, don't go to the moon right off the bat. Like, I, yes, we're all going to shoot to, you know, to head to the moon eventually. But start small. Learn what you are looking to do volunteer with other organizations that are in that same kind of genre and really you learn it inside out and then you could pursue if you want to run your nonprofit maybe you just create an extension of another nonprofit or you just unilaterally work with another nonprofit and kind of work underneath them as well so there's a lot of other variables besides just starting a nonprofit um that would be definitely my my first go to with uh with you know advice the other one is you know, especially with COVID, we saw a lot of nonprofits had to furlough employees or just close their doors right off the bat because we're not really in the, the market of investing or saving money. Really, whatever comes in goes right out. So create a product. Don't think of yourself as a nonprofit. You're, you're a business. You know, you want to succeed. You want to help out more and more individuals. So don't think of yourself as a nonprofit. Diversify your portfolio. You can sell a product. People are like, wait, nonprofits can sell something? Yeah, we sell our backpacks. You know, I had an equine therapy group. I said, you know, when you take the horseshoe off the horse, melt it down to little um, pendants and sell those. So sell a product, look for grants, look for fundraising opportunities. You really have to diversify the, the funding coming in. That's that's yeah. such that's brilliant advice, by the way. Because again, if one of those avenues of funding goes away, now yeah. what? Yeah. Right? And You're relying. That's that's literally what we saw with nonprofits. They're going grant heavy, and the grants just dried up, and they were, and that's where we kind of had to took on all of these these individuals that they weren't um, no longer able to serve. And that's kind of where you know, yes, we're the backpack people. Um, people are like, oh, you give out backpacks, drawstring. Like, no, this is the Ferrari backpacks. We actually created, patented, worked with like dozens of um, engineers and all different kinds of people to create a backpack that would help a veteran survive and get off the street with just an array of cool, cool features. I love that. Here's the thing, what I love. And, and again, you're not telling people not to dream big. Dream big, be audacious, but aim small, miss small. You know, that's one of the other thing too, where I think you can just, as, as we've got this goal of getting these many veterans as, as off the street as we possibly can, but here's where we start. Start small so that any mistake we make, I think that's a wonderful uh, piece of advice too. Now, I know there's probably people listening. They're like, well, I need to check this out. I need to go and I need to support them. I need to volunteer. I need to learn more information. I need to go stalk them to figure out what they're doing right so that I can go and emulate them across the country, but they don't know where to go. So could you give us a place where we can go and visit and then they donate a bunch of our money because we've got a bunch sitting under our mattress that we've been saving up just for this moment? Where do we go? How do we get there? 
Oh boy, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, you can check out our website, backpacksforlife.org. We also have an online search platform for uh, the New Jersey veteran community. It's a super awesome intuitive tool that helps veterans and their families find resources. And that website is roger.vet, um, coined off the term Roger that. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're trying to hang with the cool kids, all backpacks for life. So um, we're always on Instagram live, sharing what we're doing out in the community, helping veterans. So it's a great way to see what we're all about. I love it. Uh, We will have every one of those links in the show notes. So if you're done listening to this podcast, immediately go there and click on everything, like and follow everything and give as much money as you possibly can. And while you're on the internet, if you haven't liked or you haven't subscribed to this show, well, first of all, you should. And then secondly, immediately go back to the show notes and click on Backpacks for Life and go follow them on everything that they're doing as well. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for being a guest today. It's been a wonderful thing. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the veteran community. Um, I I think as most people who are listening to this of like, I'm very glad that you're doing this. It shouldn't be necessarily doing this, but I'm glad you're doing it and filling the gap that, that, uh, that nobody else is. Uh, thanks for being uh, in, ingenious. Thanks for being uh, uh, experimental and entrepreneurial and, uh, and challenging yourself to serve as many as you have. Congratulations on nearly a decade of doing this. But most of all, thanks so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks, Patrick. Great. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome or a Practical Guide to Staying Sane While Doing Good for Free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code PODCAST. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.